1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Uh, Good morning. I'm John Osterland. Last night, if uh, you, you looked up into the sky around 9.30 you would have saw the SpaceX Dragon and its crew speeding across the sky here in New Orleans before splashdown. Pretty cool. Um, that was... A, a group of astronauts returning from being up in space for a couple hundred days that's what that was last night and everything uh everything went pretty well we were we were warned and we were told if you look up in the sky you'll see what looks like uh uh, a fire in the sky but no it was just uh it it was it was just some people some astronauts coming back home
3: yeah what you saw was called a plasma burn that's when something um uh, uh, uh something physical reenters the atmosphere and it has to go through the um you know the stratosphere and all that those levels of stuff
2: You know, we just saw actor William Shatner, most famous for being Captain Kirk on Star Trek. We just saw him go into space for uh, about 10 minutes. And and he said it was so thrilling. You know, that, that was offered to Tom Hanks. That was uh, Jeff Bezos' spaceship. And uh, Tom Hanks uh, said no when he was offered that because I guess uh. I, I guess Bezos wanted him to pay $28 million. He had it. I don't think William Shatner has, has $28 million. William Shatner was able to go for free. But uh, Tom Hanks said he was offered that, but... But Jeff Bezos wanted him to pay 28 million dollars, and Tom Hanks said, "I, I couldn't see he, Tom Hanks said, "I'm doing well. You know I, I do all right." But I don't see it being very wise paying millions of dollars like that 28 million, to go into space for uh, 10 or 12 minutes. I can I can see that. However, I
3: think once the technology advances, sometime in the future, space fights like that are going to be common. They're going to be a tourist attraction, and prices might be as low as twenty nine ninety nine fifty fifty dollars, maybe a family rate. So we, that'll
2: be a long time from now. It will when it costs <laughs> only twenty nine ninety nine to go into <laughs> space. If that's the case, you're going to have people lined up uh, down the street around the corner. No, not really, because
3: by the time it gets to twenty nine ninety five, people will be so done with it because they, they've experienced it. it, it it'll it be like something to do on, on the weekend, like going on a swamp tour or something. You want to go on a swamp tour? Sure. Hey, you want to go to the edge of space for a little while? Sure. It'll be so commonplace, it wouldn't be a big deal with this lines around the corner. Because once you go to space, what, two or three times, it's like, all right, I've done that. Now what?
2: I mean, I can see it being fun for uh, you know, once the once the rocket is up there and then you're sitting inside the rocket, then all of a sudden you start floating around the rocket on the inside and, you know, you hit the hit the roof, the ceiling of the rocket, then then, then you hit the right side and the left side and you can maybe do backflips in the air. You know, I, I could see that being fun. These people who haven't experienced that, like astronauts.
3: Um So you do it then once it becomes Twenty nine ninety five. You can go to space, right? With the edge of space.
2: Yeah. If it becomes twenty nine ninety five, I I wouldn't mind floating around inside of a rocket, and then and then looking out the window and seeing some cool sights.
3: If it ever becomes twenty nine ninety five, what I would do is, I would buy like a group a Groupon rate, like maybe six or seven tickets, and I would give it to flat earthers. That way they can shoot up the space and they can see with their own damn eyes the curvature of the earth and finally settle that debate on whether or not the earth is actually flat or the earth is actually spherical. As a matter of fact, if I was Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos, I would probably offer some of the head people of flat earthers a trip to space for free. Like you take these flat earther groups and you find the president or something and say, all right, since you're the president, we'll let you go up for free
2: so you can see for yourself and come back down. And tell your story. Yeah, this was uh, a, a little bit different than than being up in space or on the edge of space for ten minutes and costing you twenty eight million dollars. Uh, this was a this was SpaceX. Four astronauts returned to Earth last night, ending a two hundred day space station mission. Began last spring. Their, their spaceship their, their their castle parachuted into the Gulf of Mexico last night off, off the coast of Pensacola, Florida and it was uh in darkness recovery boats quickly moved in with spotlights you know that um, that homecoming came just 8 hours after leaving the international space station so it only it took 8 hours from the international space station to the gulf of mexico but right before it landed in the gulf of mexico last night if 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 you looked up you you would have seen what looked like a fire in the sky and, like, you described what it exactly was. And yeah, the plasma burn. When something re-enters the Earth's atmosphere. I was watching a football game. I was watching wrestling. <laughs> I mean,
3: I see I see it on Facebook, but I was like, oh, well, I missed that.
2: Yeah, I saw a bunch of people go out. And, I mean, I saw it on social media. I didn't see yeah, it. Live. I didn't even know it was going
3: on, to be honest with you, until I saw it on uh Social media when I was watching wrestling during a commercial break. So, John, you've been in space for 200 days, and it took you eight hours from the space station to land in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico. What's the first thing you do when you get back to Earth? Probably sex.
2: <laughs> Good job. Good answer. Good answer. Do sex, unless I was able to do it uh, at least a, a couple of times in those in those 200 days in space. It doesn't look like there's a lot of room for space in those... Uh, in, in those uh, capsules. No, that was a great answer. I'm impressed. Good job.
3: I'd have thought like, maybe a hamburger with bacon would have been the first thing you did. But I mean,
2: you have food up there.
3: Yeah, but you don't have a Baconator up there. Yeah, you have food, but it's like Tang and stuff like that. Maybe some Spam, you know, food that can survive. You would space. think
2: there's room for a George Foreman grill in those capsules. That that, that you those are small, and you could you could cook a, a burger. Or I would not on, recommend
3: on a, a George Foreman grill in a vacuum of space on a space station. <laughs> Anything could happen up
2: there. Yeah, nine thirty came. I said, "Do I want to go outside, look up in the sky, and, and see a capsule from space that's been up there for two hundred days with four astronauts on it?" Uh, go past me and and see some fire in the sky, for a minute, or, or, or do I want to keep watching this football game? It ended up being a really good NFL game, you know. The uh, Pittsburgh Steelers almost blew; the, they did blow the lead late to the Chicago Bears, but then the bear, the, but but then the Steelers were able to. Uh, I mean, because the Bears are awful, um, the Steelers were able to move right down the field and kick a field goal. Uh, a field goal in the last minute to win the, win the ball game. Much more intriguing than seeing people return from space. <laughs> well, if, yeah. it's, if it's an exciting football game, yeah.
3: yeah. I wonder how many people looked up and didn't know what was going on because they had no idea that was happening, what they thought they were looking at. They thought
2: know? the sky was on fire. Aliens! <laughs> <laughs> now, good that everything there went the way they expected. And soon... Uh, what what it'll be maybe 10 years 5 years soon it'll cost 2999 to hop on one of those capsules and you go into space for uh for 10 minutes like uh William Shatner did and then and then you could float around up and down from side to side in space in one of those capsules and then and then in a few minutes you you come back down to the
3: and I don't like taking trips, but that's something I actually do because it only takes you 10, 10, 12 minutes. You're not stuck on a boat for two hours like a cruise or a river trip, you know?
2: All right. Hey, coming up this morning on the show, the sheriff of St. Tammany Parish for 20 years was just found guilty yesterday of not only. not only sexually assaulting boys, being a pedophile that way, but an incestuous pedophile. I mean, go figure. That's the sheriff for 20 years. And, and not only was he found guilty yesterday of that, he's got to go back to court. He's got another trial coming up in a, in a couple of weeks, a few weeks for something else. Uh, stay tuned for that we we have a we have a lot to get to on the show this morning hang out with us Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning, I'm John Osterland. If you're just joining us, uh, our show starts at 5.30. We were, we were talking about how last night at around 9.30, if you looked up into the sky, you would have saw SpaceX Dragon, the, the, the four astronauts, on a spaceship, coming back to Earth on, on a capsule that went over New Orleans and, and it, it landed in the Gulf of Mexico. They were up there about two, two they were up there for 200 days and that was very cool and and I saw uh, some Facebook friends who pictures they, they, they took pictures of it. it it looked like a fire in the sky Looked pretty cool and I, I was gonna because they told us it was gonna happen I was gonna step outside and look up in the sky and see it um but but there was a there was an entertaining football game on, and i I guess we're at least I'm you know used to space stuff and it as as technologically wild as it is as science is extremely cool um you know there was a good football game on huh? that's 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 me that's <laughs> And you know the rookie quarterback for the Chicago Bears, Justin Fields, the rookie out of Ohio State, it looked like he led them back to victory in Pittsburgh against the Steelers, but then they left a little bit too much time on the clock, something the Saints can relate to on Sunday. Last night on Monday night, Ben Roethlisberger then led the Pittsburgh Steelers down the field to to kick a game-winning field goal. That rookie quarterback... For the for the Bears, Justin Fields, he's out of Ohio State. He made a, a couple of really nice throws, a couple of nice plays at the end of that game. That's the best he's looked so far. You know, out of all the rookie quarterbacks that were drafted in this past NFL draft, there were a handful of them. There were five or six of them. Uh, Justin Fields from Ohio State. He was drafted in the middle of them. The best rookie quarterback so far this year is the uh, kid from Alabama who the Patriots drafted, Mac Jones. He's uh, he's looked real good. Although he's he can't do it with his with his feet, with his legs like like Justin Fields can. And, and and fields looked good last night, just not good enough. And the Steelers ended up beating the the Bears, who have stunk so far this year. And um, we'll have more coming up with our football pool, the King of the Bayou Football Pool, which Coleman is winning. That's right. <laughs> As of right now, you're still the you're still the king, and I know going into this week you were up by five games over Ginty and six games over me. Yeah, but y'all caught up. Y'all, y'all catching up now. You have three games. I had a bad
3: week this week. Yeah, nothing, not almost nothing when it's planned.
2: Well, no, and that's the that's the thing. You know, our our king of the Bayou football pool is a lot of fun. And even if you haven't signed up yet, you should you should sign up. It's free. It only takes a second. And each week. We give out fifty dollars to go spend at Zappardo's Family Market in Metairie. We'll talk more about that coming up. I wanted to. I wanted to mention how oh, last night the jury came back in the former twenty-year sheriff of Saint Tammany Parish, Jack Strain's trial and the jury came back and said he was guilty. Uh, there were at least five victims of his who said they were sexually assaulted, sexually abused by Sheriff Jack Strain. And this started when when Strain was really young, when Strain was a kid, an older kid, and, and what he did to some family members and and Sexually abused them, sexually assaulted them. And the jury found him guilty, convicted him on all counts in his sex crimes trial. And and, and that's only the first trial that the former 20-year sheriff of St. Tammany Parish had to go through. He's got another trial he's got to go through. Coming up in December, where while he was sheriff of Saint Tammany Parish, he was involved in the privatization of work release programs of a of a work release that that's where they would take prisoners from jail, prisoners who have already been convicted and then they would they would put them in a in a work release program and and sheriff jack strain not only was he involved in that he he got he got paid he got money to to send these prisoners to privatized work release halfway houses and 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 what the government is saying against him coming up is that that he he took money he got paid to send them to certain work release programs it's pretty rough for former sheriff Jack strain and you know when cops end up in prison, in jail, things usually don't work out too well for them because they're the ones obviously who sent a lot of people to prison. They're probably gonna put them in a separate area, right? They're not gonna put them in general population. He wouldn't last in general population. A St. Tammany Parish jury convicted the former 20-year sheriff of St. Tammany Parish, Sheriff Jack Strain, on rape charges last night after weighing evidence that he raped and molested multiple children over the course of decades. So not only is the former 20-year sheriff of St. Tammany Parish a rapist, he's a pedophile, he raped younger boys, and some of them in his own family. So not only is he a rapist, he's a pedophile rapist, an incestuous pedophile rapist. And, uh, yeah, I feel, I feel bad for those, for those boys. It was a two-week trial. And state prosecutors portrayed the former sheriff as a master manipulator and a sexual predator preying on young boys left in his care starting when he was a teenager. strain and his his wife and his family i mean you imagine being his wife married to this guy this is what your husband did my god it remains stoic as he learned his fate guilty on four counts of aggravated rape two counts of aggravated incest one count each of sexual battery and indecent behavior with a juvenile He's looking at a mandatory life sentence in prison. That—that's That's what is awaiting him when he is sentenced on January 18th. Jack Strain will be held at the St. Tammany Parish, Parish Jail that he oversaw for 20 years. you measure that? Now he's on the other side of the bars that he was in charge of.
3: You know, I never was a victim of anything like this, and I couldn't imagine what the victims go through. But when you hear that, This is stuff that's been going on since he was a teenager. It always makes me wonder what takes so long for this stuff to be released. You know, every time we hear about a celebrity or a politician or whatever, and and something comes out from their past and it ends up being true. And then other people come out and say, yeah, that's, that's kind of what happened. It's like, well, if everyone knew what was going on, why wait a decade? Why wait two decades? Why was keeping people's mouths shut to point at, Hey, you might want to watch this guy. I never understood that concept when you like whether it was Bill Cosby or something like that, whether it was Marilyn Manson or whoever, it's why or Johnny Depp, like why wait all these years for somebody to finally speak up and say, hey, maybe we should keep
2: an eye on this guy. Yeah, yeah. Last night in the courtroom in St. Tammany Parish, former 20-year St. Tammany Parish Sheriff Jack Strain, his victims and their family members came together in tearful embraces when they heard the man who'd done so much damage would 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 finally pay for his crime. Look, some people may have known Coleman, but there were I know a couple of family members that they, they, they I know one person's one victim's mother had no idea she was crying and um, wow. Something, a former former sheriff, a longtime sheriff. Now it looks like we'll be spending the rest of his life behind bars in a cage. And he's got another trial coming up for um, taking money. What they said, why he's going to trial, that he took money when halfway houses were privatized and he said this prisoner should go there, this prisoner should go there. That trial's coming up in, in, in December. We have a lot to get to on the show this morning. Uh, Hang out with us here on Bayou 95.7. And we have an update on a world record-holding 105-year-old woman, local woman. Hang out with us on on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. The State Department is warning Americans against traveling to Ethiopia. The good news is... Somalia is beautiful this time of year. <laughs> on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning. J.O. here with you. Was it yesterday on the show? I know recently I mentioned how ACDC guitarist Angus Young uh is unlike a lot of guitarists, because he never liked to drink alcohol or do drugs. Yes, there was yesterday. And, and then you, you got some guitarists who absolutely loved drugs and alcohol. Eric Clapton, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, you know, those guys, and they're two of the best who ever lived. But you were mentioning, uh, we were having a conversation about this off the air, and you mentioned, well, that shows you that it wasn't the drugs or alcohol that gives you the talent to, to play guitar. No, no. Uh, obviously, you um you got to practice and work hard at it. Uh, some guys are born with it. I mean, you'd have to think that Eric Clapton was born with talent, the ability to play guitar, and he worked at it as well. He practiced a lot and worked at it as well. Um, but 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 again, there's a lot of guitar players who love drugs and alcohol. Look at look at Keith Richards. I guess you
3: have to be good if you can take so many drugs and still be able to play at a certain level because I know once I get drunk just a little bit there's certain things that I just can't do at the top of my game like that
2: you know Yeah and you know there there, there is ability whether it's playing guitar whether it's being an artist being able to draw there is some people are born with that Um but then again I mean they still have to they have to practice and and and, and work hard But there's no doubt that there's some people that are born with with stuff. Um, I have an update on a story we just did the other day on the show. The 105-year-old woman from Baton Rouge who broke a record when she ran the 100 meters in one minute, two hours. Wait, what, one minute and two hours? Well, wait a minute, slow down here. (laughs) This has a one, a colon, a zero, a two, another colon, and a nine and a five.
3: Yeah, it is kind of confusing, right? That's very confusing it looks like it's supposed to be 1 hour 2 minutes and 95 seconds but, but there's no such thing as 95 seconds so i'm assuming that's 1 minute 2 point yeah, and 95. It's,
2: it's it's only 100 meters that's yeah. that's and i know she's 105 but that's oh by the way here's an uh, here's old people in the news story an update on an old people news
3: story so it may be a typo because I was looking at that too. Like that looks like one hour, two minutes and 95 seconds, but why would it be 95 seconds? So I think they put a dot in the wrong place.
2: Her name is Julia Hawkins and she had a cool, she's got a cool nickname. Yeah, too. Hurricane Hawkins. Hurricane Hawkins. And we have someone who listens to the show that, that, yeah,
3: Smith Lapp, and Folsom said uh, that his mother, I think, is her caretaker, is uh, Hurricane Hawkins caretaker.
2: Now, if you're this hundred and five year old world record hundred meter running caretaker, is some of the care you take care of is with her sprinting? Was with her running?
3: I we I saw the video. That may have been her running. With it. I'm not sure. That may have
2: been the the caretaker. This has to be one minute and then two point nine five <laughs> seconds. It has to be. I'm
3: embarrassed to say that I actually took like 18 minutes to research this yesterday because it didn't make sense to me. Like the way that the time, I realized, so I, I actually looked up how to read the times. I was looking at other races to see how the times were uh, like printed out on paper just to see if I was doing something wrong and then I measured how long is 100, uh, 100 meters. That's a little bit longer than a football field, 109 yards. So I'm going to go with one minute, two seconds, two, in 2.95 seconds. So I think that. Yeah, somebody's texting in one minute. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, she's not the fastest woman in the world, but there's no doubt about it. She's the fastest 105-year-old woman. And I'd even go to say there's not a 105-year-old man who's alive that can run the 100 meters in uh, one minute, 2.95 seconds, which which Baton Rouge is—she lives in Baton Rouge— which Baton Rouge's Julia Hurricane Hawkins Hurricane Hawkins just accomplished uh, three days ago on Saturday? All right. So this first text says, "Yes, it's
3: one minute, two seconds, and ninety-five nanoseconds." I didn't went straight to nanoseconds and skipped the milliseconds. Okay. Uh, Schmidt and Folsom says, "Yes, my mom times
2: her when she practices running at home." Oh, so part of her caregiving to this one hundred and five year old woman is is giving her care when it comes to her sprinting. Yeah, so that may have been uh last Mom we saw on a video when she ran the, the 100 meters. It's amazing that a 105-year-old woman can can sprint. Um and and again, she's got to be the fastest 105-year-old woman walking upwards on 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 two feet, two legs. And There there has to be a 105-year-old man, you would think, who's alive, that can run the 100 meters faster than 1 minute, 2 seconds, 2.95
3: seconds. I doubt it. I know that most men who are over 100 don't participate in activities like women over 100 do. We talked about that last year. I mean, last week. We were saying, like, you know, women that make it over 100 are still active. They run. They bench press. They canoe. They they still work. Whereas men over one hundred, they're just happy to be there. They sit on their porch and drink.
4: So, it's
2: a hundred and five year old woman from Baton Rouge, Hurricane Hawkins, who did this, accomplished this at the Louisiana Senior Games in Hammond, where they had that uh, three days ago, on Saturday. Boy, it's a it's one of those stories that give me chills. Or is it just the air conditioning is blasting too much that's giving me the chills? I'm not sure, but this is a great story. All right, coming up next, it's the, it's the Big O uh, here on Bayou 95.7. We, we got a lot to get to this morning. Hang out with us. A New Orleans only, classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only, classic rock station. Good morning, I'm John Osterland. Since it's a few minutes after 7, it's time for the Big O.
4: I'm oh. 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 Oh.
2: Oh. just reading about a guy who moved his wife and two kids off-grid in rural Alaska to prepare for a zombie apocalypse. Wait, is... It-
3: is- It's not the dumbest thing I've read all day. This is the big O segment, John. Yeah, the big O, I
2: think. Wait, this is the big O? Because that sounds kind (laughs) of... Yeah, that's later on our show, the dumbest thing I read all morning. Um, So you think it's it's dumb to move your wife and kids off-grid to prepare for a zombie apocalypse, Coleman? At first glance, it does sound dumb, but let's see where this goes. Well, the the question I had, and, and the Big O segment, we always want to get your take on it. We we want you to text us what you think. So, if there if there if there was a zombie apocalypse, you wouldn't want to be off grid with your wife and kids, uh, preparing for for that. I wouldn't
3: understand why you need to be off grid to prepare for a zombie apocalypse. It's not like the the, the zombies are smart enough to know what a grid is. You don't have to get away from society. If anything, if there is a zombie apocalypse, wouldn't you want to be around other people that can fight the zombies as well instead of off the grid and just fighting with you and
2: your family? Well, that's what I want to know. Huh. And look, if, if I'm if if I'm going off grid and I think there are there are a lot of things about off grid that are that are really cool. Uh, the biggest one uh, saving a lot of money yep. you know, not paying for for rent or mortgage or, or 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 not paying electric bills or other bills like I, I i think that would be cool about being off grid and plus not not having to deal with other people that's that's true so being and i'm the, not talking about zombies <laughs> right but here's the thing living off grid has those
3: benefits like uh not living off the electricity of the land not having to pay bills probably not having to deal with social media or pay taxes. There are things like that, but zombies has nothing. Being off the grid has no benefit to fighting zombies because zombies don't care about taxes and electricity and stuff like that. So the fact that they have to live off the grid to protect themselves from zombies, off the bat, is senseless. And zombies obviously don't care about their appearance. Right, or the Internet. Nobody's going to... Like, the zombies aren't saying, well, let's find people on Twitter or whatever. So the zombies... Off the grid has no benefit when it comes to zombie
2: apocalypses. Yeah, you know there are some people, and and I've seen them on Facebook. Speaking of social media, and they're they're convinced they're they're getting prepared. Whether it's you know setting up an underground home for them and their their kids, their wife and their kids, and stockpiling as much food as they can because they're convinced something at some point is going to happen. I, I, look, I. I don't know if I'm a big believer in zombies, zombie apocalypse,
3: but I realize almost every generation has their doom cry. That one segment of society that thinks that their generation is the final generation and something's going to destroy life, whether it's a, a biochemical warfare or whether it's nuclear disaster, whether it's a zombie apocalypse or the rapture or maybe a comet or media hitting the earth or whether the sun exploding. Or you know, everyone has every generation has a segment of society that thinks this is the final. Last in evil days every single generation you
2: just mentioned rapture mm. no, that that's a good blondie song <laughs> by the by the band Blondie A zombie apocalypse might seem far-fetched uh, to you or some other people But it's highly probable According to uh, this forward-thinking Mom and, and And her husband. Oh, so this is the woman's idea. Yeah, her name's Morgan Rogue. That has to be a made-up name. She's 37 years old. And she uh, moved her family to rural Alaska to prepare for the zombie apocalypse. And again, that might seem, a zombie apocalypse might seem far-fetched to some people. But it's highly, highly probable, according to 37-year-old Morgan Rogue from Alaska, she moved her family off-grid to help train them for a possible disaster that could result in the world ending. And again, if the world ended, do I want to be underground in a hut with my, with my family? I, I mean, I guess so. It's better than, the, than everything ending. Once again, if the
3: entire world turned into zombies except them, they're clearly going to be outnumbered. So the best thing to do if you believe that the zombies are going to, people are going to turn into zombies, it's best to be in populated areas. That way you have more regular human beings to fight off the zombies. And you got something to eat and drink. Morgan Rogue. Morgan Rogue sounds like a
2: name you put on a D&D character sheet. That can't be a real name. 37-year-old Morgan Rogue from Alaska is a is a wife and a mom. This woman got married. Imagine being a guy married to her, hey
3: hey Babe, I love you. I love you too. Here's what we should do. Let's go up the grid because of the zombies. And then you propose
2: to her whatever. A guy's married to this woman, John. She's been preparing for a life changing disaster since twenty ten. And already has enough canned food to last six months. So so would would, would six months be enough time to get you out of the zombie apocalypse with the with the zombie apocalypse end in, in six months no look i love soup and and i love there's some soups that that i'm a big fan of you you stock your jaws with them but do you do it off grid uh, under in some place well randa has a point
3: randa says zombies can't be that too far-fetched remember that guy in florida found eating another guy's face it took a lot to take him down and i remember that around 2010 that's when the bath sauce stuff was happening
2: right uh, yeah i remember that and yeah. i rem- and i believe uh, not just a florida man <laughs> I, th- I believe that was in miami florida where i was living in miami beach yeah, i remember the guy eating the other guy's face yeah now now that i protein that the, the
3: bath sauce thing is starting to come back into my memory this morgan rogue fake woman might have some sort of a point if she saw the people eating people because of bath salts. And then that's that's of course when the zombie movies were coming out, you know, Zombie Land, World War Z, Resident Evil, you know, stuff, all those movies were coming out. So yeah, maybe she fell for it. She's maybe. not a
2: fake woman, Coleman. I know I you that's think a fake name. I know you that think her to... name is fake, but I'm looking right now at a picture of her, her husband and her two kids. Her <laughs> husband's holding both the kids. And and they're going off grid. Uh, to prepare for the zombie
3: apocalypse. Well, she already failed. If the if the if the goal is to go off-grid, why would you allow people to come to your place and interview you and put you on social media and take pictures of you and your family and now everybody knows where you're at. Now, even though you're off the grid, we know your location because you decided to let people come take pictures of you. So, she already failed at being off the grid. If she was really off the grid, we wouldn't know anything about Morgan Rogue and her zombie apocalypse.
2: Death-preparing family. Well, wait. She's off-grid in Alaska, um, and Alaska is a very big place, so yeah. I don't know if everybody knows where exactly she is off-grid in a extremely large state like Alaska. Somebody does because
3: somebody took pictures of her and her family, so somebody knows It exactly. could be a selfie. <laughs> because the know.
2: husband's holding the two kids. I, I think she's got her right shoulder out. All right. She's been preparing for a life-changing disaster since 2010. Um, when her, when her, she was unable to charge her phone during a power outage. That that triggered it. That happened 11 years ago. So that's why 10 years ago she started uh, preparing for the, uh, off grid for the, for the life ending zombie apocalypse. (laughs) So that's what happened. One day she was trying to charge her phone and realized she couldn't and now zombies. I don't know if I believe in zombies. I mean, they're entertaining to watch on television and such. And the band White Zombie is is cool and Rob Zombie's a cool dude. You know, he's from Massachusetts. Didn't we have zombie raccoons at City Park at one point earlier? This we year? did have zombie raccoons. We we talked about them on the show that he said that that happened at City Park here in New Orleans. Well, the question is, how long does
3: it take for you to prepare for a disaster and then realize maybe that disaster isn't going to happen?
2: Well, good thing the zombie disaster, the zombie apocalypse didn't happen uh, during the last 10 years. He's a Morgan rogue. Wouldn't know. I'm still waiting for Y2K to happen. It is like 21
3: years now the world was supposed to end? Or the Mind Canada thing back in 2012, that was
2: supposed to happen? I'll never forget <laughs> New Year's Eve and then New Year's Day uh, in the year 2000. I was at my friend's house in New York City, my friend's apartment on, mm-hmm. the, on the Upper East Side. And I remember waking up, New Year's Day, looking around and banging on his door and saying, hey, you still here? <laughs> because everybody thought things were coming. There, there's a lot of people who thought everything was coming to an end, uh, New Year's uh, t- 2000. Yeah, that, the Hell Bob Comet, the Jim Jones cult, the,
3: the Dave Koresh people. You know, uh, There's a lot of people that think the world's coming to an end sometime soon and they prepare for it. But the thing is, if it takes 20 years for it to happen, I think you could relax.
2: So she uh, was unable to charge her phone during a brief power outage 11 years ago. So 10 years ago, uh, she realized and started thinking about how dire her situation would be if her electricity was permanently shut down. You know, here in in Southeast Louisiana and other parts, we we were thinking about that not that long ago because the power was out for a while. Remember in New Orleans here my power was out for almost a week and there's some people who were living without power right up until recently they were they were they were living in, in tents outside their homes because their power was out and they it took them a long time if ever to get their their blue roofs the tarp yeah
3: the tarp well that's another question let's say there is a scenario in which the society is actually destroyed in where there's no more electricity there's no more clean water there's fallout radiation wouldn't you rather just go with the rest of the people or would you rather survive like would you rather survive and live in a post-apocalyptic world that's what i was like, wondering. Like, wondering like world like a uh, water world or mad max or would you just rather go with the majorities like i'd rather not deal with the post-apocalyptic stuff if i'm not going to have all my amenities and luxuries just take me with the rest of the people
2: well morgan rogue and her husband and kids they have a, enough canned food and soup to last for six months. And then what they do after that, eat themselves? She began to do research into ways to stay prepared for an apocalypse, a zombie apocalypse, or any type of apocalypse. And she, uh, eventually, her and her husband became involved in the prepping community. Uh, That's a group of people who share tips on doomsday preparation. How long have they been around? Maybe since the 70s, doonday preppers, initially preparing for a zombie apocalypse, 37-year-old Morgan Rogue began to look into other potential disasters and ensure her family uh, was as prepared as possible. You know, so she's a she's a good mother. It sounds like she's a she's a caring mother, but uh, she's uh, looking into how to prepare and spending a lot of time and preparing for some sort of disastrous apocalypse whether it be a zombie apocalypse or some other sort of disastrous apocalypse
3: she's 30 something now maybe when she's 80 or 90 it'll finally happen and she could ru- wave a finger at everybody and say i told you it was going to happen you didn't believe me
2: um the She's got years of experience now in in the preparing community. And, and Morgan Rogue decided to take an extra step towards extreme preparedness by moving to rural Alaska last year in 2020. I guess if you're gonna move to rural Alaska, the best time is during a pandemic, right?
3: Yeah. Her kids are gonna grow up and go into regular society one day. The doomsday prepper mentality.
2: She's living off grid and she's self-sustaining now. Their secluded home runs with a combination of generators and solar power, and they sue plan to introduce wind power. The family keeps a small animal farm and are growing a garden with plans to build a greenhouse and purchase more animals. Currently, the family has enough dried and canned food to last them six months uh, if a disaster were to happen today. She's also digging a well, and uh, she wants to become... She's aiming to become 50 at least 50% self-sufficient within the next five years. Good luck, Morgan Rogue and her husband, Mr. Rogue, and and their kids, the young Rogues, from Bayou. And and text us. What do you think about that? You think she's onto something or you think she's nuts? Text us at 504-260-9595. Keep them short, your text, one or two sentences. Never text while you're driving. That's this morning's big O from Bayou 95.7, New Orleans-only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans-only classic rock station. You know who was born today back in 1934? Astronomer Carl Sagan. Something tells me if he were alive today, he'd be gazing at Uranus. On Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Good morning. J-O here with you. This morning's Big O. We were telling you about this woman who moved her husband and her two young kids to rural... Alaska, off-grid rural Alaska, and she's been preparing for a zombie apocalypse or any type of disastrous apocalypse for the last decade. Her name is Morgan Rogue. It does sound like a radio name. It's up, (laughs) Morgan Rogue here with you. Yeah, that sounds like an RPG name. Yeah. And she has been preparing for a life-changing disaster like a zombie apocalypse since 2010. Good thing there hasn't been a life-changing apocalypse or disaster in the last decade. She's got her, uh, her husband and her two young kids with her. This all started after she was unable to charge her phone during a power outage 11 years ago. Good thing she wasn't living here. It's funny how that's the
3: one that triggered it. Out of all the things that could have happened, it was her being able to charge her cell phone that triggered a whole exodus.
2: Yeah, lucky for her, she hasn't been living in southeast uh, Louisiana. I mean, after after the last hurricane we had. and I know I was without power, living in my, my place here in New Orleans for a week. And there's been people not far from here who have been uh, who had been living uh, without electricity power for a lot longer than a week but she decided to live off grid in rural alaska preparing for the zombie apocalypse with her with her husband and two young kids you know if we did have a zombie apocalypse or some kind of other life changing disaster I don't know if I'd rather be living underground in a room with a lot of cans of soup, like she is with her family, or I'd rather be dead. I, I don't know which one I'd rather be. We asked you to to text us and, and tell us w- which one, w- w- would you rather be living underground in, a, in an apocalypse with your family, with is living on cans of soup, or, or be dead? Frank from Slidell says, that all sounds
3: interesting, not the fallout shelter situation, but I'm tired of paying utilities. That's why I'd like to live off grid in an apocalypse because you'd save money. Well, they have people that live in vans and they just travel across the country. This text says, "I bet it's fun going to work with her every day." This woman doesn't have a job; she's living off the grid. I know if, <laughs> if
2: she's living off grid, I don't, I don't think she goes to work every day.
3: Shane yeah. Thibodeau says. She's been planning for 10 years, but only has enough food the last six months. <laughs> Once again, she doesn't have a job, so yeah. <laughs> it might take a little while to accumulate all the canned goods she needs. But that is a good point. You know,
2: Shea lives in Thibodeau. Right now, the number one draft pick, at least picked by the a couple of draft experts, his last name is Thibodeau, and he plays for the University of Oregon. cj says people are still living in
3: post-apocalyptic conditions down the bayou it's much worse than people think go ahead and take a look for you there's there's zombies
2: down there no well no good thing i mean she's been preparing her family uh for 10 years in an off-grid rural uh zombie apocalypse and there are people that are living around here in apocalyptic state right now with without uh Electricity or power. Mm -hmm. David says, I lived in Alaska
3: for 30 years. It's easy to live off-grid there, but it's a hard life to survive this lifestyle.
2: Yeah, Coleman lived there.
3: I lived there for only three years, though. I I lived in Anchorage. I did not live in a... (laughs) You were on-grid. Yeah, I was on-grid. I was totally Mm -hmm. on-grid. Malls, McDonald's, everything. (laughs) Mm. This text says, I feel bad for the children. They all need a reality check. She needs some serious mental health help. These kids need to survive in the real, need to learn how to survive in the real world.
2: Hey, she's got a girl and and a boy and a husband. I mean, technically
3: she is kind of teaching them to survive in what I would consider the real world, like off of nature with farm animals and stuff like that. I just can't wait for the culture shock. You know, these kids are going to grow older and want to know what the world's like. Imagine one of them when they turn 18, 20, and they like go down the West Coast. They go down to Seattle or Los Angeles and they see Hollywood for the first time. Could you imagine that culture shock of living off the grid in Alaska your entire childhood, then coming to see lights and mountains and, and McDonald's and malls and music and just all that cool stuff?
2: Mm, well, it's 37-year-old Morgan Rose, uh, Morgan Rogue, uh, who has a Hollywood-type name. Morgan Rogue with you.
3: Roy says, one thing for sure, Jesus Christ is coming back, but no man knows the time. Uh, I can't wait. That's an easy out. If that's for sure, you'd think you'd have an idea when. Well, no, the Bible does say nobody knows. That way it keeps us guessing. It keeps us on our toes. If we knew the exact date, we'd be able to sin for as long as we want. And then when that date shows up, we could all repent and act like nothing ever happened. So in order for us to, ooh, make sure we do the right thing, we
2: can't
4: know the
3: exact time. You're right. That
2: that does keep us on our toes, and that's a good thing.
3: (laughs) This text says, and quite how are zombies made? Uh, What makes them other than bath salts? And they are unique looking. Yeah, that beats me. (laughs) All right. As we know, being in cities during a disaster is horrible. There's no service. Food runs out quick. So you move to uh, rural areas and have preps. Okay. I I don't know, though. Like, I would just go. Like, what's the point of trying to rebuild the world after an apocalypse when at some point another apocalypse is going to happen, right? So there's an apocalypse that happens, you survived it, and now you have to live rough for a few years. Then when things start getting back to normal civilization, something stupid, something stupid happens again,
2: right? <laughs> oh, that's true. Although I, I, I do enjoy soup. I, I, am a, I am a fan of soup. <laughs> hey, we appreciate your texts. Thank you. We always appreciate your texts. Anytime during this show, text us. Keep it short. One or two sentences, and and please never never text while you're driving, but thank you. And this was a very interesting, uh, this is an interesting woman, 37-year-old Morgan Rogue taking her husband and her two young children, moving off-grid in rural Alaska to prepare for either a zombie apocalypse or some sort of, apocalyptic disaster i mean would you rather be living underground in a room with a lot of soup with with your with your wife and two young children or would you rather be dead i'm still not sure to be honest with you hey coming up next speaking of no uh, social media or no internet you know there's something about facebook that's got me scratching my head. And I want to ask you, do you like this? Is this how you would live? Or, or or would you rather be not here? That is next on the John Osterland Morning Show. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7. New Orleans only. Classic Rock Station. Good morning. I'm John Osterland. Hope you're well. Man, the Saints had a rough weekend last weekend, and they got to they got to get going. Coleman, my my fantasy team had a, had a rough weekend too. I knew you asked yesterday, and God, the Pelicans are are awful. They suck without Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. You'd think they'd have a a couple of other really good basketball players. It has been a rough, rough three years for the guy that runs the Pelicans, David Griffin. Man, unwatchable without Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. Do you see where... um. Jeff Bezos he, he's had a he had a rough couple of days. He's poked some fun at the actor Leonardo DiCaprio. He um, Jeff Bezos poked the actor over a viral video a video went viral over his his girlfriend Lauren Sanchez the video that they were all together Jeff Bezos Leo DiCaprio and Jeff Bezos's girlfriend Lauren Sanchez the video went viral over her ogling at Leo DiCaprio um she was really staring at him I mean, he's not a bad-looking dude. No, no. If I was in the dudes, and and my my dude was Jeff Bezos, even as rich as he was, I don't think. Well, maybe I'd be. Maybe I'd be ogling gah. Over 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 Leonardo DiCaprio.
3: I wonder how a woman like Sanchez runs into Jeff Bezos. Does Jeff Bezos talk to her? Uh, does she talk to Jeff Bezos? Because she obviously knows that that's Jeff Bezos. Like, how how does that how did that how does that connection happen? Like, if I was to meet the richest woman in the world, and I know she's well the richest
2: second richest man in the world, yeah, but man,
3: I, how would I be able to like? Where do I go
2: to cross paths with a person like that? Well, Lauren Sanchez, Jeff Bezos's girlfriend, she was on television, a, a news anchor
3: ah, in yeah.
2: Los Angeles.
3: All right.
2: And she is easy on the eyes,
3: very easy on the eyes.
2: So that's how that happens with Jeff Bezos. but he, he had some fun yesterday with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and over that video, he, uh, he, he took a picture Bezos did and, and, and it put it on social media. It was it was Jeff Bezos uh, standing there with a with a big picture, saying, "Hey, Leo, uh, when you when you get a minute, uh, come come see me. Come here." The fifty-seven-year-old billionaire was 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 in the headlines when of when that video of him and his girlfriend speaking to actor Leonardo DiCaprio in that video and and Lauren Sanchez was was looking at Leo like, ah. But that, that was I guess most women would if, if their if their boyfriend looked like that and they were hanging out with, with Leonardo DiCaprio.
3: Well that was part of the joke. See Bezos uh was sitting over a sign and the sign says something like a uh, cliff or something like Edge or Watch Out as a warning. Yes. And the caption said Hey, when you get a chance, come see. Well, the reason that's the caption is because if you watch the video, that's what Leonardo DiCaprio was telling Lauren, like, Hey, I want to show you something like, Hey, come see. I want to show you something. And that's when the, uh, the video stops. So Jeff Basis was like, Hey, Leonardo, I want to show you something like kind of playing it, like a play on words or what Leo told the to Lauren. And I know Leo's a grown ass man. And I know he's been in uh, what? Once upon a time in Hollywood and Django Unchained and the Wolf of Wall Street. But no matter what he plays in, I still see him as the dude from Titan. Like, he's never going to grow up to me. He still has those boyish features. So even though I know he's a grown-ass man, every time I see him, I can't visualize him as a grown-ass man. He still looks like a kid to me.
2: You yeah, hanging I mean? on that hanging on that board in the ocean after the Titanic went down, and Kate, yeah. Kate Winslet was, was, was staring at him. No matter what he does, that's how
3: he looks to me. I see the beard, I see the mustache, and I'm looking at him as a grown man, but I just can't see it. He still looks like the Titanic dude.
2: Yeah, there are things that happen in life that, that are hard to forget, and you always imagine someone like Leo at that time in his life
4: <laughs> uh,
2: hanging on the Hanging on the board with his, with his, with his guess, le- legs in the water after the Titanic went down.
3: I guess that's just one way of complimenting him because he still looks good for his age. You know, when you look at Alec Baldwin and Bita Juice and look at him now, you can clearly tell, yeah, he's, he's grown up. But with
2: Leo, he still has those boyish features. Yeah, Jeff Bezos was pretty funny in that video, in the picture.
1: Hey, did you see
2: where the most anxious major city in the United States is Seattle. That's the cool thing about New Orleans. We we just get drunk.
3: When you hear the music from Seattle, especially in the grunge era, it kinda makes sense. We did a whole little thing about it, breaking waves about the Seattle sound, mm-hmm. the emo grunge sound. So
2: yeah, it, it looks like a very high anxiety town. But of the 15 largest metropolitan cities, In the United States, Seattle apparently is the most stressed out. They're the most anxious. The city has the highest percentage of adult residents who reported feeling nervous, anxious, or on edge for at least several days in the last couple of weeks, according to the Seattle Times newspaper. Uh, Well, they at least cited data from the Census Bureau. Wow, what's going on in Seattle? Got everybody all anxious. Why they why is their anxiety so high? They had a, a chunk of their downtown that was that was closed off uh not uh, not that long yeah, ago. I
3: remember the Chad or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. They haven't gotten over that
2: yet. I guess that's why. See if something like that happened here in, in New Orleans, we would just go to one of the one <laughs> of the bars here and and drink. Huh. I thought uh I thought that was pretty wild but but that was that was just reported that Seattle is apparently the most stressed out city at least the people there I mean they could move to Chicago if they want um yeah according to that newspaper the Seattle is is most stressed out again that's one of the good things about living here in New Orleans. We just go get drunk. And it doesn't rain here every day like it does in Seattle. All right, coming up, we still got the uh, dumbest thing I read all morning, and this was a doozy this morning. Uh, hang out with us. Oh, oh, I wanted to mention real quick about about social media, about Facebook. You know, my Facebook page isn't like most people's. I've always used mine for the radio show. So out of the five thousand Facebook friends I have, I I don't know that many of them, but I I I still know a bunch of people there. Five thousand. Yeah, that's the limit they let you have. Oh, uh, I'm still at two hundred. Mm. But I do have Facebook friends and social media friends that i that I know from high school, and there's there's one woman who I'm Facebook friends with. I wasn't really good friends with her in high school, although we knew each other, and she went on to get married and have kids, but then she got divorced. Well, she's my Facebook friend. And recently, over the last oh, several months or so, maybe even year or so, she posts a lot on Facebook. But what's interesting is now she has a girlfriend, and she's a lesbian. Her girlfriend kind of looks like a dude, but she pay, she posts everything she does on Facebook. And it's like, well, here we are doing this, and here we are doing that. Here we are, look at us on Facebook, and I'm still kind of blown away that when, when I knew her back in high school, and then you know, what she ended up doing in life, I mean, again, she got married to a dude. She had kids with a dude. But now she's on Facebook posting everything she does with a woman, a lesbian, um, and she's like a lesbian activist, like everywhere they go, well, here, we're at this lesbian thing. And well, here, here we are, here's a picture of us at this lesbian thing. Well, maybe I, her- it's just amazing to me how she changed like she did, or maybe she didn't change. She was, she was always like that. Yeah. Maybe yeah. her
3: relationship with that dude was so bad that she flipped the coin and said, well, I'm gonna try the other side. And. You know, they got some couples that that feel like if they're not posting on social media, like their relationship is invalid for some reason. You know, they have that uh, pictures are different, didn't happen type deal. There are some couples out there that feel like unless you show me or some women feel like unless you post me on social media, I'm not going to feel like I'm in a real relationship because I want you to advertise me. I want you to tell people that we're together. They got women like that out there that want to be posted to show everybody, yes, I'm in a relationship with this person. So here we are. It, it it kind of validates the relationship.
2: Well, there's a lot of people like that that post pictures and 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 things and places of of them with their current partner, saying, "Hey, look at us! Look, look, look at us! Look, look at us over here!" I, I I couldn't imagine ever 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 doing that, Coleman. <laughs> I, I I just wouldn't. I don't think I'd like that many people looking at me
3: you already have your own platform, so it's not a buying. I the guess field, so. We've it, talked about that yeah. before.
2: I guess so. Maybe that's why. It works different for people like us. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's why I wouldn't I wouldn't want so many people like looking at me where I'm at, what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm here. Look at me here. Look at me there. Look at look at me over I just I just that's not it's not something that that I'm into. Hey, coming up next. I got the dumbest thing. I read all morning, and it's actually the dumbest thing I saw all morning, too. Uh, Hang out with us. What this guy did was was stupid. That's next in the dumbest thing I read all morning. And and this morning, it's the dumbest thing I saw all morning as well. That's next here on Bayou 95.7. New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. You know, I'm about to play one of my favorite bands of all time, and in the neighborhood that I used to live in, they had a different name than what most people know them as. They were called Juanis Addicion. It's the Great Jane's Addiction on Bayou 95.7. New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Good morning, J.O. here with you. It's that time of our show where I tell you the dumbest thing I read all morning. I think I'm I think I'm I think I'm and this morning, it's one of those dumbest thing I read all morning and dumbest thing. I saw all morning. The Las Vegas Raiders release Damon Arnett after he made death threats in a disturbing gun video on YouTube. Rejected! Could you imagine being so stupid? that you are a defensive back for an NFL football team making piles and just very large bags full of money. Cha-ching. And then you decide to hold the gun in your hand, let someone video record you threatening to kill someone, and they put that video on YouTube. And now now he's been released.
3: Well, yeah, clearly, you know, taking videos of yourself with a gun is an NFL protocol. So I can totally understand why they might have to release this guy.
2: Look at everything the Raiders have been through this year with their head coach. They had the wide receiver from Alabama that was driving 156 miles an hour and killed somebody. And, and, and now they got this idiot. cornerback damon arnett he's 25 years old that explains a lot and there's a video of him on youtube waving a gun and threatening to kill someone and it's gone all it's made the rounds on
3: social media well let me ask you this john i think what he did is completely dumb as well it was ill-advised but is it necessarily, because I watched the video, is it a death threat to say you're going to defend yourself if somebody comes to your house? Because the what he was saying was, he's clearly talking to somebody that has beef with him. And whoever he was beefing with said, I can be at your house in five minutes. And that's when he responded with the video, like showing the guns off, like, yeah, if you show up at my house, I will kill you. That's what he said. Is it a death threat to say I would defend myself if you come bother me? Because I, when they said death threat, I'm thinking he's just going out saying, hey, I'm gonna find you, I'm gonna kill you. But that's not what he was saying. He was saying, if you come to my house, I'm gonna kill you. Is Coleman, that a
2: death threat or one of his friends or somebody close to him, a family member or a friend, right, should have said, look, I'll make this video for you. I'll say, hey, he said, come over to his house and find him. This guy makes a million dollars in a year. He cannot be going on YouTube with a gun saying he's going to kill somebody. I
3: understand that completely. I'm just fuzzy on the whole death threat. Like saying you're gonna defend yourself is different from saying I'm gonna kill you in my point. Saying if you come to my house I will kill you is different from saying I'm going to go out and kill you. I'll just, don't get me wrong, everything about this is dumb. I completely agree with that. Shouldn't have happened, it's dumb, he should be fired but it, it like just the headline made it seem like he was going out to kill somebody not saying if you come bother me i'm going to kill you
2: cuz i believe that you have a right to defend yourself he's a he was a first round draft pick in the 2020 draft out of ohio state so the guy the guy's a stud and now he's unemployed he was just making just a a heap of money he was making just a ton of it
4: yeah and and
3: now
2: now now he doesn't have a job yeah he has enough
3: money to hire security if he felt like his life was in jeopardy if he felt like somebody really did want to come get him he could have easily called anybody like hey, I might need some police officers here. I'm a big major football player. Some guy is threatening my life. He says he's five minutes away. Can I get somebody to protect me? He could have easily did that. Somebody should have told him to do that. Like, hey, if somebody's on social media saying they're five minutes away and they come into your house to kill you, call
2: security. Call, hire your bodyguard Call the cops. Call somebody. The general manager of the Las Vegas Raiders, his name is Mike Mayock. He was also asked yesterday were you concerned about this guy's character before you drafted him? And he said, yeah, his character was a significant concern before we drafted him. So they knew before they drafted him, they drafted him in the first round. This was their first round pick in 2020. They knew he was a great player, but they also knew he had some issues off the field. Well, but well, the thing is, I
3: think isn't. I wouldn't hold that against her, because one of the things that helps people out is being in a situation that get them out of a bad situation. So him being drafted to the NFL could have been an escape from all that. He just chose to make a dumb decision. I have no problem with the NFL drafting people that have a rocky past, even if they have behavior concerns, because some for some people they're trapped in a situation, and the NFL could be their way out. This guy had a way out. It just so happens he couldn't get away from it that much. So him having behavioral concerns. I, hey, I don't mind the NFL drafting people with a rocky pasts. Well, and, in fact, I encourage it. Help these kids get out of bad
2: situations. Well, the, um, the Raiders releasing their 2020 first-round draft pick, cornerback Damon Arnett, after he made a death threat, or death threats, plural, in a disturbing video where he's holding a gun that went on YouTube and now he's he's out of a job. He just did. That's the that's the dumbest thing that I've seen anybody do in a while. You're so dumb. You are really dumb, for real. That yeah, was stupid. Here on Bayou ninety five point seven, New Orleans' only classic rock station.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too